Welcome to Property Profiles. I'm your host, Hamish Bowman. I'm part of the Ray White Group and Director of Ray White Projects. This podcast series is about diving deep into the lives of our guests to find out the highs and lows of their property journeys, what they have learned and what they wish they knew. You as a listener will learn what knowledge they have leveraged from their careers to create successful property profiles. Last episode, we had Big Royce Dunn, an amazing story, an Australian athlete, getting his straps on the world stage, having just competed in the World CrossFit Games, and what he's done here locally in the property scene. This week, we've got Ty Simon, well-known restaurateur, who's got Honto, Agnes, Same Same, and Bianca on the local stage, and just an amazing story. The commercial real estate that's come off that, the leases, and what he's doing in the residential space. It's a great story. Love you to listen. Ty Simon, welcome very Morning. much. Morning. Thanks very much for having us in this uh, another one of your beautiful restaurants. Oh, thanks for having me. We're at Same Same. Um, obviously, you've got Same Same, Honto, Agnes, and Bianca running yeah. at the moment. So look, they're the talk of the town. This absolutely amazing environment. Oh, thank so you. look, where do we start? There's so much to talk about. We've actually had a quick chat off. Um, off, offline just on what you're doing here, what the property market looks like for you, your customer service, there's so much to talk about, but just for the audience, the audience is a, a very a wide range of um, people, people want to be on the market, people are just eating, people yeah. watch you. Tell us just a quick snapshot about Ty, you know, in a uh, nutshell. I'm quite boring actually, <laughs> I, I, I love what I do. Yeah. Um, early part of my life, not having, I was studying human movements um, and realized that's not what I wanted to do. And I bounced around and I knew I wanted to be in business. Yep. Ran a lot of failures of businesses from clothing to other enterprises. And I think that was all necessary in my growth to find what I really loved and what I had a little bit of ability in. Yep. Um, and, you know, it started off first restaurant seven years ago, which is a long time. And mm-hmm. I think we, we found something there and we type of grew skills and, mm-hmm. and abilities from, from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, long time's a good segue into sort of a property related chat. I mean, that's, that was very destinational. It was basically, you, you, you walked, you traveled to that restaurant. It was a doorway. Yep. It really? Yeah, and it was. In, 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 in Fortitude Valley. So it was all like, really? And you heard this is coming and geez, how would that work? And I mean, obviously once you get there, it was an amazing experience. But on the property side of that, um, what made you sort of look at that? And there must have been a, and that's, that's quite Honto-ish now as well, where it's yeah. destinational and there's a door. What's the, what's the rationale and the thought process? Uh, the main one was financial decisions. Yeah. There was two plays. One, we weren't at a level that we could be on High Street, yeah. like what we are at James Street now. Yeah. You know, starting out, learning the craft, really, it was a safer bet to, to, to work on something that was a little bit uh, we were a bit risk perverse in that sense because the rent was fairly minimal. Yeah. Um, but we were resolute that we wanted a hidden restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, with a hidden restaurant, I think mm-hmm. there's that sense of what you get in Melbourne where yeah. you, there's that discovery. Yeah. And when people would come to Long Time for the first time, or you'd bring someone who, after you've already been, they'd be like, there's no way there's a restaurant here. Yeah. Where are you taking me? And yeah. then there's that sense of discovery. And when you turned up, because you'd walked through some, some of the not so savory parts of Brisbane, when you got there, your expectation was pretty low. So it was easy for us to impress people (laughs) with what we were doing. Um, The the challenge at the end of it was that you'd get there and you'd have to wait 45 minutes and go for a drink. And like, if it was that popular. In hindsight, we really made it hard for people to like us. Like hard to find, no (laughs) parking, no booking. We were very bad at answering phones. Like it, it yeah. was hard. And yeah. then when you got there, like you said, there was no tables, didn't need wait. And that's why the alleyway was quite important. We gave someone a chance to have a drink. 
And yeah. it was a learning curve because we thought we knew what people wanted and then it was about adaptation, our business model from there to where we are now. Yeah, yeah. So um, on that, obviously, prior to that, did you have any commercial, you know, nows on property? I mean, you've got to be talking leases, options, fit outs, and that's a, that's a big game yep. for someone that doesn't know, because I didn't know, know a thing. Didn't know a thing. What's a, what's, a, what's a rent review? You know, what's CPI? All that sort of stuff. Which all that, all that stuff was learning on the fly. Lying on the fly. So not only are you learning on the fly, restaurant, food, menu, grog, all that, you've actually, you signed a lease, and then you're in there. How did I mean that first experience? Did, was that seamless, or was there problems? And you think, oh, geez, um, I've got to pay more rent. Why is that? And you give it to an advisor. <laughs> what does all this mean? Or yeah, I, I was very lucky. I had um, a friend, Matt Cray, who's um, in Marquette Properties yep. in the city, and he he was he was giving me advice, and his advice was, don't bloody do it. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> and but along the way, he goes, okay, I see that you know you've thought about it, you're going to do it. And he was just really good in talking about rental reviews. Yep. And, and, and the like, and he really talked me through it. Yeah. And then, if I'm being perfectly frank, we, we thought if we got a year out of the business, we'd be doing well. Like yeah. I look back on our, what we thought our projections would be. We thought if we did $1,000 on a Tuesday night, we'd be doing well. And we thought, oh, come the weekend, we'll have DJs and it'll yeah. be fun. And it was like totally the opposite of our business model now. But I think that was a bit of the charm in it. We went with such low expectations. Mm. I think when we opened long time, we had four people in the kitchen, yeah. four four chefs to do all that food. And we, we just had such modest expectations mm. that we were surprising ourselves. And we learned very quickly that if people are waiting for food, it better be bloody good. Yeah. And you better have really charismatic people making that experience waiting as, as, as bearable as possible. Yeah. Drinks better be tasty along the mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. probably strong to justify <laughs> waiting. But there was all those lessons that we learned that it wasn't just one of the elements. Like when we opened, I can say our food was bloody delicious. Mm. You know, the food we did at long time from day one was great. Yeah. Our service, not so much. That was the main thing that I had to learn mm -hmm. in my, like I knew, I think I'm a fairly friendly person, yeah. but learning service was really important because it's not good enough just to have good food or good wine or good mm. booze. Mm. You've got to have nice lighting. You've got to have good music, but yeah. the service also has to be tip top. Yeah. And that's what brings people back, that connection with people. And you say you're, you're, you're naturally, we know that you're a people person. Are you more, you, you've got that business background or do you, do you have a, a, a chef background yourself? Or like, can you tell when the four chefs aren't on, on their game and that type of thing? Or have you had to learn that? Uh, a, a bit of learning. Like I, I was doing consulting actually before we got into it. And it was, rest, it was it started with restaurant consulting, but specifically in music. Yeah. Music was something that you know, got me into restaurants, believe it or not. And that was the area I used to do consulting on because I think it's a really overlooked facet of a restaurant yeah. that music is that other experience that ties it all together and from there I was in restaurants and I was looking at P&Ls I was watching dishes and that's it was like almost in the consulting role learning backwards yeah and then by the time the restaurant we ha I had some theories you know and some some things that we wanted to execute but until you start you mm. really it's a baptism of fire mm -hmm. and I think it was a perfect storm long time because at the time Brisbane had gone through, you know, they had your traditional restaurants on Eagle Street, yep. and there wasn't the boom of restaurants like you see around Brisbane now, mm -hmm. and it was a perfect storm. The Brisbane was ready for something different. I, I, I say openly, if we open long time today, it wouldn't work, mm -hmm. because Brisbane is so developed, and the, mm -hmm. the, the food scene, uh, the hospitality scene in general is so mature, and so close to the southern states, where I think there used to be 
quite a large gap there between a gap. them. I don't think there is any no. more. I think what we're doing in Queensland, mm. specifically Brisbane, mm. is on par with anywhere mm. in, in the country. Mm. And long time was lucky with timing. Timing was everything mm. for long time. And you mentioned competition. I mean, it's from my sort of sense, it's 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 quite fickle. Like you can be hot one, the restaurant can be hot one month, and then something else will pop up. Yeah. How do you stay ahead of the game with such a big investment in you know in, in your in your facilities? Um, what's and what's the plan moving forward? Is this it for a while now? Just just you've got some you know they're all doing really well. Is there a grand 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 plan? Um, well, I, I think the secret for us is we never want it to be the coolest. You know, like being cool uh, makes you vulnerable to yeah. when the new cool restaurant yeah. opens, yeah. people stop and go to that. Yeah. Our idea was always to be consistently good. Yeah. And if you're consistently good and you're present in your business and you genuinely care about yeah. the customer experience, I think that gives you a chance for longevity. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, your, your menus are consistent. You know when you come here, I mean, rickshaws, which you used to have. Yes. The bug rolls, yeah. just new. For well, example, I think it's good like, to have the signatures. And I think the other thing which Brisbane really is, Brisbane likes owner operators. Yeah. I, I think people from interstate have tried mm -hmm. and most have failed. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan from Greco and Yoko, yeah. he obviously has Apollo and Chocho San yeah. in Sydney, where even though, while he's not as present in his business as he was in Sydney, he's got Nick who came up with him from Sydney. Yeah. Nick is the face of that group. Simon, obviously, Hellenica, uh, SK, yeah. Paolo and Cordell, yeah. Becafino and Julius. You've got Mark at Moscone. Yeah. Will is very present in Otto as the chef. I think people connect with yeah, people they do. They do. and that comes back to what we're joking about, what Hazley, your colleague said, is when you think you're untouchable, pretty soon people don't want to touch you. And I think Brisbane people- It's a great saying. Yeah, the best. And yeah. it's evident in Brisbane because people want to support. People mm. are great in Brisbane. They're very um, supportive. They want to get behind people that they like. But if those people aren't present in their businesses, mm -hmm. What are they getting behind? They're getting behind a corporation. Yeah. They want the people. And that's why I think a lot of restaurants from South haven't translated well, because there's been no one to really yeah. connect them to the business. Yeah, yeah, love it. So probably a good segue into that. We had a quick quick chat in the residential space and what you're doing you know, with, with um, some of the profits and some of the money that might sit there. The obvious question is, what are you doing about a house? Or have you, had, have you just focused on this? And that's sort of the next, next chart with Bianca and yourself like but you did say that um, you are potentially offering on something today yeah so, so so tell us a little bit about that and maybe just what you've done thought wise to get to that point and I think you said you were thought well wait a been a year or so since you've been yeah so we we I guess our focus has been the growth of the business like if you look at I guess our growth even just in the last three years it was Honto same same Agnes, Bianca, and we've got the bakery, Agnes Bakery yep. opening on James Street uh, in a month's time. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. There's <laughs> a lot, that's a lot of growth. Yeah. And we, we've probably focused most of our portfolio in hospitality, and we were actually looking at doing our own development. What do I know about development? Nothing. And that's what really stopped us from doing it. We yeah. had, you know, our friends from Richard and Spence, Adrian yeah. Ingram, were like, yeah, we'd love to be involved. But it dawned on us, it's like if someone comes from a property mm -hmm. um, sector and wants to get involved in restaurants, yeah. I'd say, don't do it. Yeah. What do you know about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bloody good look at myself and said, yeah. what do I know about development? Nothing. Like so we went to your property advisor seven years ago. Yeah. You said long time. Yes. It's an obvious response. It is. And so what I think where we got to was, we knew what we want. We love, you know, Adrian Inger and Richard and Spencer, their, their company, mm -hmm. I think are some of the best architects in Australia. Yeah. And we know they are. that 
we like the minimalist feel, we like clean, we like everything about it, like it's built for our climate, the concretes, the bricks, it actually makes sense for our climate. Mm. It's really cool in summer. Um, I think and, you're right. I think some of the restaurants and even residential projects and houses we've seen, um, owners have had Sydney and Melbourne architects come up and haven't understood our weather and the predominant breezes and the aspect and the sun plane. And then it's just like, this is not Brisbane. Not Brisbane, yeah. 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 And, and, and because there was a lag between, I guess, when we we're trying to do something with them, we've had it money ready to go and we've just had it sitting there. What a bloody waste yeah. of time and, and yeah. potential money that we have. And we'd arrive a few days ago, actually, on the thought that, well, in the meantime, if this pro uh, in the meantime, when we find where we really want to be, yeah. we should actually just buy something, invest our money, because mm -hmm. I think you know, it's pretty obvious the market's, whilst high at the moment, it, it mm. seems to be pointing that it's still got it's still, a little bit of room to go. Yeah, absolutely. And we thought, should we be looking at that? Because Adrian Ingram are about to uh, embark on a residential mm -hmm. project not far away from us, mm -hmm. and we're going to buy in there. Yeah. But there is some time. Like if you look at by the time you get. DAs and BAs and all and the actual mm. building itself. Mm. We're talking about 30 months. months. I, 18 would yeah, be great. Yeah. Yeah. 30s probably. I guess I'm a bit snake bitten from our experience in building restaurants. Yeah. Um, and so we said, well, why don't we look at getting something? So yeah, we're we're putting an offer today on a, a wool store, which we'll live in. Are you living it? Yeah, yeah, we'll live in it, and hopefully by the time you know Joggett Street's ready to go, we'll 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 be able to transition from one to the other and hang on to it as a rental. And. Um, Property around here is a sport. Have you got a view of, we touched on, what's going to happen in the property market, you think, in the, in the, I mean, obviously we just had the Olympics announcement, that's sort of 2032, so that's a bookend. Yep. Things are looking good here. Um, I could tell you my view all day long, but be interested to see what you think. What's well, we have confidence in this area from, from a commercial aspect and also, I guess, from the property market residentially. So for the non-local people, this is sort of inner city Brisbane, yeah. the James Street Precinct. New Farm, um, Tenerife. New Farm, Tenerife, Newstead. Newstead, yeah, and we've got great faith in it. It's funny because we'd arrived at the, like listening to um, your previous guest, Phil Devella, it was fantastic um, to listen to him. His view is that there's some pretty smart people running around New Farm, Tenerife, trying to buy whatever they can, yeah. knowing that there is growth. Because mm -hmm. I think there is that migration from south to north, mm -hmm. which is finally happening. Mm -hmm. We see it because just before the current lockdown that southern states are experiencing, we had so many great people from Sydney and Melbourne coming up, staying at the Calile, coming to our restaurants, dining at 9.30, because that's 7.30 in Brisbane. Yeah. You know, and and it, they were saying, we're looking because we want to move up here. Yeah. The weather's fantastic, and finally there's things to do. Yeah. Now, this precinct that uh, the Maloofs have created mm -hmm. is massive for Australia. It's mm -hmm. not amazing for Brisbane, it's amazing for Australia. And they is. said, there's nothing like this. Like, what are you doing in Brisbane? Oh, we're looking for property, but also we needed a holiday. Normally we'd go to Sydney, or sorry, normally we'd go to Byron or Noosa, yeah. but we wanted to come to the Calar. Mm -hmm. And that's been massive, and that's brought a lot of attention from the southern states into the property market, mm -hmm. particularly in this area. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing it. Our last two sales this week have been to Melbourne buyers. One Melbourne buyer with a buyer's agent, the other one on FaceTime, literally offering. Wow. So, um, it had been chat for a couple of years that they're coming up, but now we've actually seen it. It's, it's anecdotal evidence, so it's good for all our businesses. And if you look at what they're paying in similar areas in Sydney and Melbourne, mm. you can buy two houses. You can always, I've always said you, could, you can buy two widgets for the price of one. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we'd be interested just to dig in quickly, um, just to run such a, a big business, your own disciplines. Um, we just chatted. You. You had a bit of exercise this morning, and is there a typical 
day for you to keep the, I mean, you have long hours, you're doing late at nights, and how do you keep healthy and fresh? Uh, yeah, definitely a routine. Yeah. Um, where it used to be more personal training than it is now, I found that, you know, since 40, I'm now 42, yeah. the body doesn't respond as, <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. Um, the body's not responding as well as it used to, yeah. so now there's a few personal trainings. Um, I do Pilates a couple of times a week, and I've actually found uh, a guy, Anthony, he runs Stretch Fit on Longland yeah. Street, yeah. and I go and do stretching one-on-one -on -one with him twice a week as well. Nice. And I find that's, that's the fitness component. I walk everywhere, you've probably yeah, seen I've me, seen walking, yeah. Birkenstocks on every day. <laughs> I walk everywhere between our businesses. Yeah. And I'm reading a book at the moment, uh, it's called The Third Space. And what's, what that talks about is this meeting that we're in now is um, uh, space one. The next meeting is gonna be space two. What happens between those meetings is the third space. And that, what that talks about is, I can't go into the next meeting thinking about the meeting that was. I can't be in this meeting thinking about the meeting that is mm. coming. Mm. And it talks about how you deal with it and compartmentalize your life. So that way you're present in a room, you're present in a conversation or in your meeting in your day to day. Most importantly, when you go home, which is the most important mm. thing to your loved ones, mm -hmm. you're actually present in yeah. their lives. You're not taking out stresses from the day, stresses that are going on. It's talking about dealing with problems, compartmentalizing them and actually working towards a clearer mindset. Yeah. And for me, the walking has been massive for that. When I used to drive everywhere, I'd race to the next meeting. Oh, sorry, yep, let's go. But I didn't actually have time to prepare myself mm. for the meeting that was the meeting that is. And subconsciously, mm. I think this walking has been really good. I've put to bed the meeting that was. I'm thinking about the meeting that is. So when I turn up, I'm efficient. We're now trying to keep our meetings to below 20 minutes. Yeah. Be really like planned meetings and really hit the key mm -hmm. points mm -hmm. and follow up. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the, the routine. And the final thing is, is technology. Mm. Like a lot of people, I'd, go to bed, listening to podcasts, watching movies, whatever. But it means that it's really hard to unwind. Mm -hmm. So something that Bianca and I are trying to work on is that once we get home, technology away, cook, cook together, unwind together, walk our dog together, read books, line the couch, but go to bed trying to completely flush of technology. I love it. And you, um, case in point, you were doing your research last night, watching a a couple of podcasts for preparation yeah. of today's meeting. Yes. Phase one, did you get or stage one? Um, space one. Space, space one. Yeah. So just a hot tip, who's the author of that? Uh, it is Alan Fraser, Dr. Alan Fraser. Right, okay, great. Yeah. So look, you've, um, we generally finish on some few um, sort of things like podcasts and um, is there a particular podcast you're listening to at the moment? Uh, I really like The Daily, it's yeah. from the New York Times and what they do is they, they dive almost a bit like what Spotlight yep. did you know, when um, mm -hmm. the, for the Boston Globe, where mm -hmm. they'd find a topic in and delve into it, um, it's backed by the New York Times. And so, at the moment, obviously, um, Afghanistan's where they're at, mm -hmm. and they've, it's, it's incredibly interesting. But they, it's very topical. And ironically, I was listening to it. I started listening to it maybe a year and a half, two years ago, just before COVID, and exactly what the experts were saying looking back played out exactly like people were naive people were scared they said this is what's going to happen and mm -hmm. i find it really interesting because i love house music i love basketball and podcasts for that i find really interesting yeah. however i find somewhat repetitive and I, it's nice to listen to things outside of what i normally go to for information yeah. so talking if you and bianca decide to go for dinner and you think like i just want to get out of my environment my space is there somewhere that you'd pick or would you go to a certain theme of food or if you 
I mean, do you, do you have the time to go and do that? Uh, Ironically, we, we used to eat at our restaurants every night, and it's easy because you yeah. finish work and you eat. But yeah. now what we're trying to do and is... Just for those, you, you both work in the business. Yeah, it, yeah we both, do. Yeah. And so we'd finish work late, yeah. 10.30, 11 o'clock, sit down to a meal, go to bed. Yeah. Could be the worst <laughs> habit in the world. Yeah. And also, you know, we're very lucky that we have access to the food and you know, amazing to people listening yeah. home. I'm not ungrateful, I promise. Yeah. It, it was really good, but for our health, and also for us as a couple. So what we're trying to do now is no matter what our day looks like, trying to get home for five o'clock, we eat together, we walk our dog together, and then we go back to the restaurants. Um, that so way- you really designed your, your life. Yeah, absolutely. And Learned it got, from mistakes, worked out what, how you two work best, you have that time together, then you go to work. Absolutely. Yeah, I we, love it. We, we used to have, sometimes be ships in the night, and I think, like a lot of industries, when you really you work long hours, it's hard to stay connected. So I think the, the morning walk, the breakfast together and coffee together yeah. in the morning, the dinner, it means if we don't see each other very much for the rest of the day and night, we've connected twice. And I think it, it helps keep us grounded and it helps us making sure our goals are connected and we're, we, we're heading the same direction. So talking of goals like that, family down the track? Um, yeah, I always joke that Bianca's so already a got a family. Or? No, no, I've got one brother. Yeah. Um, but I always joke to Bianca, she's already got a child in me. So, <laughs> but yeah, we'd love, we'd love, yeah. we'd love at least one child. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, she said, "Oh, we can look at a family when you stop opening." Oh, jeez. Restaurants. So, okay. at the moment, uh, for this year, like I said, we've got the bakery plan, and that's it for this year. Yeah. Um, hopefully, with. You know, if we can dream that borders are open, we'll, we'll mm -hmm. definitely have to a long trip back to Italy. Mm -hmm. um, Bianca wouldn't have seen her family for three years mm -hmm. by that point. So next year, we'll probably won't open anything else. And we'll just see what the future holds as far as family. But yeah, we'd love family. So talking of Italy, if you're going on a long haul flight to Italy, but you're on your own, yep. who would you love to sit next to? Great question. Uh, someone I've always admired is Matt Jones, who's yeah. the founder and owner of Soho House. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that he can, what I, the most admiration for him for is he's able to do what he does at a high level across countries. Yeah. I look at it and the reason all of our businesses are in a similar area is because I like to be able to walk through the restaurants daily, yeah. see that things are happening the way that we want them to. The way that he's been able to structure his business across countries and cities is to me just incre an incredible feat. Yeah. And so he would be someone I'd love to, to talk to. Um, one of my friend's wives, uh, she actually works for him and said he's, he, is, he knows exactly what he wants. Right. And I think it would be a really interesting person to sit next to because it's something you know, quite close to home for us. Love it. And just finally, in all this sort of turmoil around the borders and COVID, what are you most grateful for? Uh, our health. Yep. Our health and the fact that we chose to live in Brisbane. Yeah. You know, we're we, lucky, aren't we? We're very lucky yeah. to live in Queensland, but specifically Brisbane, I think. We have great people and what I love about Brisbane and I, I love that we have the ambitions of a big city, mm -hmm. but we have the morals of a small country town. Yeah. And I think that's something well that said. makes Brisbane very, yeah. very special. Yeah. On that note, Ty. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks Cheers, very much thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Cheers. Pleasure. Thanks again, Ty. We could have spoken for days. There's so much content here around what you're doing in the local space and property in general. Looking forward to talking in the future.